All right, welcome to the Imperfectly Inspirational Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Bowman. We're so glad to have you tuning into this episode. And I think we really have a good one coming up. We're going to be in Ephesians chapter 5, part 2, which we're going to be diving into marriage. But of course, we always like to talk a little bit about ourselves. we got to publicize a little bit and just say if you want to get some extra content, go check us out on TikTok. Go follow us. Because if we can get up to the threshold of followers that we need, which is a thousand, we can start doing TikTok lives, which means we could start doing devotionals and different things. It opens up a whole different world. So if you haven't checked us out there yet, we'd love for you to do that. Uh, and if not, we just are glad that you're enjoying this podcast. But enough of that. Let's dive into the topic. So Ephesians chapter five, we went in the previous episode and we kind of added on to what Paul was saying about what our role as Christians is within the church, the way we should act, the way we should, you know, hold ourselves as we're going out and uh, the respect for God that we need to have because we do that, right? So now we're jumping into Christian marriage. And this topic is very big and, and very bold and it can be divisive depending on who you're talking to. But if you really look at this segment on marriage and what the expectation is in marriage, I think we really get a good understanding of what God's expectations are for us. And I kind of look at this as how most of us guys are, at least. I know there's women that do this too, but I, I can tell you as a guy, I have this bad habit of looking at the instruction manual and how to put something together, looking at the picture, getting a general overall idea, and then going for it. And then there's problems. And maybe this piece doesn't fit where it should, or, you know, I'm missing some screws. And I realize when I go back and I actually read the instructions like I should, there were some things that I did wrong. There, I didn't follow it directly as planned. And I think that's how we should look at this. And guys, if you're listening, don't tune me out because we need to listen. We need to understand and fully read the manual to understand what God's expectations are. And, you know, this goes for women as well. But so let's start off here in verse 22. I'm going to read the women's section of this, and we're going to cover that, and then we're going to jump into the men's. And it says, verse 22, Ephesians 5, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and is himself its Savior. Now, as the church submits to the Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. So now, this is the wife's segment of this. And people may say, why did Paul include wives first? Why was this called a submission first? Well, you know, we can look at it and Paul had on his mind submission. In verse 21, we see he's talking about submitting one to another out of reverence. So he's got this idea of submission, and he knows this is what the wife's calling is for Christ. And there's a lot of questions. Why, why does the wife need to submit to a husband? Just like we look at any role in society, there is always a lead. There is somebody that is in charge. There's somebody that is in control of the general situation, and somebody is led in the right direction to get the common good done. Now, does this mean that whoever's in charge is better? Absolutely not. Does this mean whoever's in charge should take advantage of? Absolutely not. 
This just means there is a hierarchy, and God set this. What are some reasons why why the men are led in charge? Well, we see that man was created first. So therefore, that's the natural leadership. And uh, a woman was created from man as a perfect helpmeet, right? So these are things and reasons why the goal and the job of women are to submit to their husbands. Now, we know that there's a lot of women out there that would say, you know, but my husband is a blubbering idiot and my, or my husband is uh, ridiculous in some of his requests and whatever. And we look at the word submit and does this mean that we submit to everything? The answer is yes. But what is everything? We can look into some situations where you can be exalted to that. And that would be, is your husband asking you to sin? Is your husband asking you to go out and, and lie and cheat and steal or deceive? These things are sin. And you know, when you are called to do something sinful, what does God say in the form of the government? You obey your government, but if your government is asking you to go against God, then what you need to do is, no, God comes first. So wives, your submission to your husbands is as long as he is not asking you to sin. It may be stupid, it may be ridiculous, it may be, his ideas may be crazy, but that is the role, submission. Submit to God, submit to your husband. And I, I think that when you look at situations of, you say, Chris, well, my husband is abusive, or uh, he's got a lot of problems. Well, we we look at situations in life as, you know, if there is a domestic abuse, if you're being Say, you know, stay in this room so I can continue to beat you. You know, those reasons you don't submit. Uh, if he's mentally incapacitated, he's not fully there in his head. And, you know, he's he's gone crazy. Those are reasons not to submit. But the, the wife's main general goal is to be submissive, not to take punishments, not to be abused, not to, you know, any of that stuff, but to be submissive as we are called to be submissive to Christ. That is the job of the wives. And that's pretty short and simple and to the point because wives, that's all they got for you. Just listen and, and follow the guidance of your husband. And, that, and it really goes too to the decision-making points of women. And uh, somebody was saying one time that there was a, a married woman who, well, not a married woman, there was a woman who was late in her late 40s, and she had never married. And they said, why? It's like, because I've never found a man that I'd want to be the master of me. And that that goes to the wise decision where, ladies, this is your part, to make sure that if you're going to marry a man, is this a godly man? Is this a man that you could see yourself submitting to? Because it, it goes to that choice that you have at the beginning, starting that marriage out. Is this somebody that I want to be submissive to? Are they following God? Are they in, in the, going in the right direction? Do they have the right mindset? And of course, we all grow and we all learn, but those are some things to think about. So now we want to go to the big part. This is where a lot of my big discussion is, and I have more room to talk about it because I am a guy, and that is to us husbands. I tell you what, I uh, my eyes were opened when I really dove deep into this, and, you know, it helps me recognize my own faults. And, you know, even studying this and doing this, I'm still going to have faults, just as, you know, the wives are not are going to have trouble with their submission and husbands are going to have problems 
you know, with their section, even after listening to this. And it's all about growing and it's all about, you know, getting closer to Christ. But husbands, we're going to finish out this chapter with 25, starting at 25 here. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he may sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. Husbands, your job is to give up yourself and love your wife. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. Now, when Christ, his love for the church, is it because the church is perfect? Is it because the church doesn't make any mistakes? Is it because the church doesn't forget? Is it because the church doesn't do anything that is against? Absolutely not. So we have to remember what we came from and who we were when Christ accepted us and the, the way he changed us and the way he's made us pure and the things that he's done in our lives to make us better. Guys, that is our calling for our wives. It's to know no matter what we may think, no matter what we may have problems with, no matter what we may have issues with, we have to love her. That can be hard in situations, and I, I get it, I understand that, but we have to love her because we have to remember we were loved, no matter how stupid or crazy or ridiculous we were, or the things that we did and still do in regards to our obedience to God today. We are to love our wives, and our goal should be to help guide her and lead her in a direction that is going to make her holy. Now, can we cleanse her of her sins? Can we do any of that? No, we cannot. But our goal should be to lead her in a direction to where there is not much sin. That is our job, guys. We are to be not a boss, not a, a an overseer that demands something of our wives. No, but we are to be a leader. Do you know what Jesus did? Jesus is the prime example of leadership. Jesus had all the power in the world. He could have told his disciples to do anything, but do you know what he did? He washed their feet. We're not to throw commands out at our wives or, or bash her for any situation, but we are to lead and love. Let's move on. Verse 28, in the same way husbands should love their, love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. So, folks, listen, you're not going to purposely hurt yourself. And if you have something that is hurting on your body, what are you going to do? You're going to take some Tylenol. You're going to uh, you, you hurt your hand. You're going to wrap it up with something. You're going to take care of it. Why is that? Because it's your own body. You don't want it to hurt. Husbands, we are to look at our wives as ourselves because guess what happened? In creation, God made female from male. So really, when we look at our wives, we should be looking at ourselves. And when we see pain, when we see sorrow, when we see an issue, we shouldn't go and just say, well, that's her problem. She needs to deal with it. It is our calling to step in and take care of it and help her, and and help the healing process, and and help the things. And, you know, I, I, I could tell you from pure example of myself, it's easy to be like, well, you did that, you dealt with it. It's easy to do that, because it isn't your problem in your own mind in the world. It's not your own problem. But guys, it is your problem. She's you. She's a part of you. And that is our calling 
is to take care of that part of us, which is our wife. Verse 31, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the, and the two shall become one flesh. Kind of going back on what I just said. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So husbands, you got to give your wife something to respect. You have to hold on tight to her, treat her as if she is you. Because understand that it is going to be hard for a wife to submit to a husband that isn't worth submitting to. You're creating an issue. Satan loves to work in those ways. But ladies, if you have a, a godly man and he's doing his part, or even if he isn't, submit to him. Of course, like we said in the beginning, you know, if he's asking you to sin or anything like that, those are different situations. But overall, follow the law of Christ. Follow what God has said. Get together and, and, and work on this. Go in prayer if there is issues. But overall, the, the marriage works best when we both die to ourselves. When the wife dies to herself of wanting to be independent or wanting to be a certain way or, or thinking that she has all the answers for the situation and says, you know what, I'm going to let my husband lead in this. You know, she could talk to her husband. She could come up with ideas. You know, those, there's that healthy talk in there. And then when the husband dies to himself and says, you know what, I'm in charge, but I'm not going to be authoritative. I need to love and cherish and respect and honor and hold tight this part of me that God created. It is my duty to, to take care of her and to love her that way. That is marriage, dying to ourselves and giving it all to God. Christ has to be first in the situation no matter what. So I, I hope that this has really helped. I, I could have went, uh, many of the things I've listened to were over an hour. I could have really went deep and, and went on this for a whole hour or so, but I wanted to keep it within the 15 or so minutes that we typically keep this. But understand that marriage is the foundation of God, and the world loves to look at marriage as a thing of feelings. And when that feeling is gone and when those feelings aren't available, then the marriage can dissolve or the marriage just goes downhill or whatever what. God's marriage is not based on feelings. It is based on action. We, we have the, that agape love in the marriage, that love of, of action, that fullness, that no matter what, that's the kind of love we are to have in marriage. It is not of a love of feelings or emotions, and sure, those things do go and they play a part in things, but it is a love of action. And we know that time and time and time again, Christ has called us to do things that are against our general nature, against who we are as humans. And that is, a, it's no different in marriage. We are to go against the normative. We are to go against our own human flesh, die to who we are, give it all to Christ, and live accordingly. And I hope that, guys, we could go back and we could fully read the instruction manual because I know it's difficult. I know it is. And ladies, I know we can be a pain in the butt and we can be difficult too, but give it to God and it'll all work out. I promise you. But anyways, folks, go out there this week. Love your spouse. Love one another. And let's just give it all to God. I hope that you all have a wonderful week. See you in the next episode.